guys. Mindhunter? You have to see Mindhunter. Yeah, Drew's been talking about it. <gasps> Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm like six episodes in. It is... Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely a lot that went into making this the quality show that it is. Cause they, they go deep into, like, psychology and... and and essentially, it's all about uh, like the origins of criminal psychology oh. uh, hmm. within the CIA, and it's based on like actual people. But all of like the the main characters and the serial killers that they interview are based on real serial killers, but all of the names are fictionalized. But it's all like pretty much like based on what actually happened in the CIA in the '60s. I want to say. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh no! Not it was later than the sixties because it was right after Charlie Manson. Charles Manson. Oh okay. Um, so it was like right after that, like they were like, we need to figure out like what it is that's causing, like what it is that drives these people to like just kill random strangers. It's not like crimes of passion or anything like that. They're just killing people, but in what is seeming to be random ways. Hmm. So yeah, it's it's really interesting and it's it's about like you know, as much as it is about like that, it's also about like the bureaucracy of you know being in a government organization and they're like well we just want to catch these people it's like well in order to do that we have to figure out what it is that drives them to do the things that they do huh so yeah well, check it check out it's out. been recommended to be by other people so yeah I'll definitely all right are we ready guys yeah hey, hey everyone uh welcome to uh our f- conclusion of the spy block um well this is I want you to watch this, <laughs> and this is the conclusion to our spy block. Um, I am your host uh, Dennis, as always, and I am joined by my two co-hosts Colin and Craig. How are you both? That's good. I'm good, Dennis. Good. Um, and yeah, uh, like I said, this is the conclusion to our spy block. Uh, this is uh, uh, Kingsman, the Secret Service. This is the first Kingsman. Um, we figured, you know, we we started this all off with Kingsman two. Uh, the Golden Circle, which was um, and our kind of mixed feelings about our mixed it. feelings about it, yeah. And um, after watching this uh, superior movie, um, they are more concrete into just being straight up disappointment. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Kingsman Two is a huge disappointment, especially after rewatching this wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Uh, it's kind of my pick, but we all kind of predetermined this too, so we'll kind of collectively go over it. But um, I recently watched it, so I kind of have a fresh. It's fresh in my mind, but it, it starts off with a um, like the the cold open is um the well it's not really a cold open. The titles are coming in, but uh, this like spy uh, mission is going down in like a desert like uh, compound, like this terrorist compound in like the late '90s. It's like '97, and uh, it's this really cool stylized thing, and like these super spies drop in, and like they're interrogating this one guy, and. Um, before they can get like the answers out of him like the guy pulls a pin on this grenade and one of the spies like jumps on him and dies and um later on it's revealed that it is the father of the main character eggsy and um it's in that's in the scene that it's revealed that uh eggsy's dad was a spy um our other one of our other main characters uh harry hart yep uh yeah he's a he's a member of this secret service uh kingsman group and uh and uh, he gives, you know, um, like young Eggsy a uh, token uh, from his father, and and uh, it's he gives it's him a medal this, of valor, a medal yeah. of valor, yeah. And he gives him a message where, you know, on the on the back, there's a phone number that he can call if he's if he's in a tight spot, and uh, to use the code word Oxford's not Brogues. 
uh, to let them know that it's him and they would help him out in any way. Um, well, fast forward 17 years later and uh, Eggsy is a, he's like a young 20 something uh, kind of punk ass kid. Something of a street tough. In yeah. London. Yeah. yeah. And um, his mom is, you know, a burned out, you know, druggy and. Well, she's not really burned out. She's just in an abusive relationship oh, okay. with this kind of London thug. Right. Um, and like his band of cronies and stuff. Okay. And, uh, and so he has to like deal with that and like, uh, they're, they go to a pub and, uh, his, uh, stepdad's like cronies kind of like tough him out of it, you know, and he's gets really upset about it. And so he steals one of their cars and, uh, they, this like ensues a really cool chase scene, uh, where it's actually done in reverse and it's really fucking cool. And, uh, but then he ends up, uh, um, letting his friends escape and he crashes the car into the police cruiser to take the rap. And uh, it kind of uh, alludes to this whole thing about Eggsy that he never snitches on anyone, no matter what. Um, but he uses his he uses the medallion. He uses that thing to get out of um, police custody because he calls and says the code word, and then um, Harry shows up there at the police station to rescue him, and they go into right. Um, and, and it's it, it, you know it starts off this awesome like origin story where you start to like it you know harry like takes him under his wing and and uh introduces himself to or introduces eggsy to like the the secret service of the kingsmen and which is uh this group of like a, they were like private tailors from the 1800s that like banked a whole bunch of money and then it was like after the fallout of world war one they uh used their resources to be an independent uh intelligence agency pretty much yeah um and uh there's a there's an opening because one of the one of the uh spies died in a really amazing scene where it introduces our villain played by samuel L. jackson which is like one of my favorite roles of his is actually yeah. in this movie and his hench person who's a like very attractive woman who has like steel springed like knife legs <laughs> yeah. and her name is appropriately gazelle her, yeah her name is gazelle oh, I, missed that. I, didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that her name was gazelle that's awesome um but uh samuel jackson plays this character what's his name victor valentine valentine, valentine. yeah and uh and he's this like internet since you know billionaire guy you know kind of like uh mark zuckerberg but cool <laughs> and with a lisp yeah and he has this like he has this really cool affectation about him you know like he dresses really cool and like he has this interesting lisp and talks crazy and like he's super super smart you know and um he has this like diabolical plan that like he wants to save the world from the human race and from global warming from yeah. global warming I mean, is it that diabolical we'll get we'll get let's get through the plot yeah um, um and, and it, it's it's revealed that he's convincing you know world leaders to join in on his plan where they get these like chips installed in their head where they'll be like the slick few that will survive his like reckoning i guess yeah, where his, like, like culling yeah in, yeah in yeah. and how he'll do that is like cause this like frequency wave of this like free internet device that he gave out to everyone that causes them to turn into like maniacs and murder each other um and uh the the movie you know it, it well it, yeah it advances you know it, it with, with we're kind of getting ahead of it <laughs> this but, is uh, happening while well, XC is, is like training. Is training or like trying uh, going through the initiation process to see who will take the place of the kingsman who died right um because he's up against like nine other candidates or something yeah and um it's really cool like uh training exercises that they do like um 
it starts off one one where they're all in their bunks and then all of a sudden like water just fills the room and they have to get out somehow like another one is that they all uh, do a halo jump out of a airplane and uh, then they're told that one of them doesn't have a parachute but they also have to land they can't deploy their chutes too early because they'll be seen on the radar if they're seen they'll be disqualified and if they don't land within this very small circle they'll also be disqualified right yeah so it's like really tight parameters and like really dangerous shit and yeah. it's just really cool how they how it's executed because this movie is ridiculously stylized but awesomely so um and uh it moves further up and like uh gets shown like all the cool gadgets and everything and what like the kingsman like taylor's office can make and everything and like how their suits are just like part of their like kit you know and it's yeah, filled a, with all the stuff a bespoke suit yeah it's bulletproof and like you know their lighters are grenades and it's like it's they just, have like signet rings that are like tasers and yeah. they have like all sorts of cool stuff right and it's all it's all uh coupled with this like um uh uh i guess lifestyle of being a gentleman yeah and uh, one of my favorite quotes in it and we'll get into it more later on uh is uh to be a gentleman is not to be superior to others but to be a su- superior to your former self and yeah. uh it's just really cool words to live by or like interspersed in, in this movie. And, um, uh, but anyways, it, it, you know, it, it progresses. Um, Harry Hart actually ends up dying in a ridiculous, um, uh, scene in a church when, uh, the master plan of like, uh, the um culling is kind of tested. And, and this is after every candidate except for Eggsy and, um, this, Oh, I always want Roxy. Wanna, Roxy. It, yeah. Um, and this one woman have been eliminated and then Roxy is the only one to pass the final test. Right. And so Eggsy is like officially been eliminated as a Kingsman. And then he like is kind of has to join in after Harry is killed. Right. Um, and so the final mission is that they go to like the compound, which is like the, it's like the a bunker that Valentine has from all of his like select people. And they're like throwing a party for the countdown and uh, coupled with uh, Eggsy and uh, and Roxy has Roxy. to take out a satellite uh, so to she, like, cripple the ri- network. Rides up in a balloon into space. <laughs> it's so cool. And uh, there's also another character, Merlin, played by uh, Mark Cal- Strong. Mark Strong, love Mark Strong. Yeah, such a cool chin. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they, you know, they they thwart the plan and kill Gazelle and kill Valentine and save the world. And um, yep. yeah. Eggsy rescues a princess and the movie ends and it's great uh, this movie's directed by matthew vaughn written and directed by matthew vaughn mm-hmm. same guy that did the kingsman 2 mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so yeah well, yeah one of the first things like literally my first note when starting this movie was just like i was gl- really glad we did kingsman 2 first just because this movie like being as great as it is just just completely shows like why kingsman 2 is just such yes. a it pale is. comparison to like the original and it's it, it, it was it was really great seeing this but also disappoint like even more disappointing with like what kingsman 2 was right considering the fact that like so many of those same elements were still in place and it's still just like didn't do anything no. here's <laughs> here's one thing we didn't mention or i think none of us even thought about in our review of kingsman 2 is that uh, suddenly, Eggsy's mom and uh, baby sister are gone. Yeah, yeah, like not they're not they're in the second. Not they do not exist yeah. in the second. Movie. No, and his friends are there, but no, not his yeah. family. Yeah. His, and it his was kind of <laughs> annoying friends, like the <laughs> right. Yeah, they're different friends, but they're <laughs> also uh, yeah, like 
even like the celebrity the big celebrity cameo for this one like where elton john was in the second one like mark hamill was kind of like yeah the that surprise I, celebrity I love, guest on i love this one. the mark hamill scene in this and part of it's just i think he's mark hamill is like almost not quite doing his joker voice. no he is totally yeah no i was like I was, he's totally doing the joker voice like it's like it's like just a little like less it's, like it's, like it's, evil it's joker than it voice is, like, like joker minus vo- like a notch or two yeah <laughs> but it's, it's totally the joker it, voice. it's great because it's not like obviously mark hamill it's just like you're like is that that's, that that's Mark Hamill And then right when there. he's like almost doing the Joker voice, like, oh, that is Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my other thing I noted in that scene is the um, Lancelot who dies saving Mark Hamill. Uh-huh. I think that guy would make a very good James Bond. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, he yeah. would make an excellent James Bond. He's got like, this movie's so, it's got so much style in it, you know? And like, like uh, I love that, that pose that that character gives, you know, when like he just like finished killing like the last guy that's keeping and him captive. And he like kept, g- grabs the glass of scotch and like doesn't even, right. like, he, just he pulls like, it and then smells and goes like, oh, and he identifies the scotch right. immediately and would be like, it would be a shame to spill a drop. Uh, <laughs> it's like the best elements of all the Roger Moore, James Bond movies compiled into this. And it's just, it's just dripping with like that, like uh, such smooth, like, gentlemanly quality and just, bombastic. Yeah, yeah. Too, like. yeah, so bombastic. Like uh, Valentine is such an amazing. Like that's why like he's one of my favorite characters of Samuel Jackson because it's not just reduced to Samuel Jackson going what motherfucker fucking motherfucker motherfucker you know yeah like, he's but he's really making choices and right. like, making like kind of chewing scenery and like doing this really fun thing. No, I feel like he has a really like. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily understated because the lisp is definitely like a, a very bold choice. Right. But like, it's not, yeah, like you said, it's not that like bombastic type right. of like Samuel L. Jackson character where like at any moment he's just going to like explode. Like right. he's, he's very like held together throughout he's the entire movie. And like, even like, you know, to the point like where his like tick is that he can't see any blood ever. <laughs> and so it's like anytime like someone is killed like, in everyone. the first scene, like when, um, when Gazelle kills Lancelot, and before he enters the room, she has and to cover. This is after Lancelot has like killed like a dozen guys. Yeah, so like she has to like go and like cover all the bodies so that way he doesn't see any of it. And then like at the end, where uh, you know they're like, like she's like, well, like you killed all those people before. Like, oh no, at the church scene, yeah. and she's like, and he actually kills Lancelot or not, um, kills Harry. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, well, you killed all those people before, and he's like, no, 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 they killed each other. Yeah. Like, this, like that I've was never, terrible. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's basically like the test they're doing is on like the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, it's like yeah. they, the movie goes out of its way to make you not feel bad that all of these people are dying. These are the worst <laughs> fucking people. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love it, in that like when when uh, uh, Valentine does finally get killed, like. Uh, he throws up at the sight of his own blood. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was I thought that was such a great touch. Like at the end, yeah, he just gets stabbed. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie does like what so well. What the second movie just completely glazes over of like actually setting up the world and the stakes of the movie. Right. Like and at every moment, us, like. like characters yeah like we get like you know from like the first moment where you know we get to see this like little background of like what leads to Exy becoming you know the person who's chosen to be the first like selection for a kingsman who doesn't come from like a rich family doesn't come from like oxford or cambridge and like we get to see like all of these things that are it's like oh well 
there's this history of like why this like gritty person like gets to get to have, have this opportunity and then also like why he's so out of place in this world and you actually get to see him move from being so out of place in this world to like making it his own like well, to yeah, being cause... his own person within this world and actually like Harry actually has a line where he like you know says something to that effect of you know like yeah being, being a gentleman, gentleman is... has nothing to do with the circumstances of your birth it's like yeah it's like carrying it's, yourself yeah. it's, it's being comfortable in your own skin and it, we actually get to see Eggsy go through that journey and like there isn't a character journey in the second movie like in this one I, I find Eggsy kind of insufferable in the first 15 minutes yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, like I'm like I do not like this guy and then <laughs> throughout the movie he like grows and changes it becomes a better person and you're like oh wow like this is a really cool and it adds to the movie yeah like, yeah and <clears throat> it, it makes it more satisfying whereas yeah. kingsman 2 like what rewatching this one kind of taught me about the second movie is that it's like kingsman 2 it's like a trailer it's just a, it's just a movie trailer you know they were so excited to show you the statesman and like the american <laughs> version of what they've come up with for this movie you know world and it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But there's no substance to it. It's just like, see, yeah. look, Channing Tatum. Well, now like, we're going to put him in a coma. Forget about Channing Tatum. And like in, in this, it's like much more like, oh, what's the Kingsman? Why Taylor's? You know, and he explains that. And it's like, oh, that's fucking badass. And, and yeah, even, like the whole history of, <coughs> yeah, the, like your, the World War One. Yeah. Uh, like it was like all of these like rich people whose sons went off into World yeah, War One. Yeah, and they lost all their sons. And yeah. so they're like, we can't let this happen again. We have to get better intelligence. So they form this organization. And even like Roxy gets like a little bit of an arc in this. Like she has to deal with like overcoming a fear of heights. And I mean, they actually pepper in a lot more substance to this movie. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, oh god uh and oh another thing another thing about kingsman 2 uh <laughs> i still liked it though oh i i do too it's i mean it it's just frustrating because oh i know well 100 well like one of the things that we brought up with that with in julianne moore's character is as amazing as she is as a villain and in a lot of ways she's better than valentine's character just because of like how ridiculously over the top she is and everything she's missing an integral part that makes valentine's character ultimately better than hers and that's the henchman it's it's she has you know valentine has gazelle to uh bounce stuff off of and like interact with and they're you know like she's interesting you know just yeah. as much as he is and like she but she does something completely different than he does and and that's such an important part in a villain henchman duo <laughs> yeah, because Charlie is the henchman in the second one. Is, is just kind of there, right? I mean, he he's not like a that much of a character. He doesn't bounce off of her with anything, it, right? She, yeah, yeah. And Charlie in this movie, like again, like you get to you get more of that that character arc where like he kind of comes in as like this perfect like oh yeah he would be the ideal candidate based on like. He has like the background, the pedigree, you know, as you'd say, and he actually was, uh, you know, recommended by Arthur. By Arthur, like, and, yeah. And so it's like he's like totally like the one who's like, oh yeah, you're that's the one you're betting on. And by the end, he's the one like who in the final test like betrays the Kingsman. Right. And so like even that like you get all of these different things. Where in the second movie, that again Charlie comes in and he's. He's, he's he comes out flat like at the, by the end of it like he's well, just, you're like who is this guy yeah it's like, oh yeah i vaguely remember him from <laughs> that movie well, like what i don't care you know yeah um uh the the gadgets like, were cooler in the second one i think uh there was just they had more time to kind of 
come up with some some more uh, toys for them to. I think they're about the same in the second one, but because I love like the signet ring, I love the oh, yeah. the umbrella is so the cool. Is like, yeah, the... yeah. No, it's just um, I don't know. I just feel like there was more variety in the second one, like with the car and yeah. Let, let's talk about the pub scene because that oh, was yeah. like done in the uh, second movie as well. But in this one, I think the pub scene is like the perfect example of what's great about these movies. The way that like fight scenes and action scenes are shot and edited. Like it's not like Bourne movies where like everything's happening so fast and it's edited like crazy. So you can't tell what's happening. Like everything is fluid and you can tell what's happening from one moment to the next. And it's all like so perfectly constructed and made and, and shot. Yeah. It's like, well, they, yeah, they use, like, the the close-ups and, like, the angles. Um, like, even when, like, the the when they're in the actual compound and Eggsy's going through and, like, murdering all of the henchmen. And he, there's, like, a, one particular shot that I actually, like, went back and, like, watched it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. When she's, um, it's, uh, Roxy is, like, her balloons have just burst and she's like coming down and she's like spinning out of control and she like just yells like flat spin and then like cut to Eggsy and like as they do it's like a close-up of his gun and it like does like a spin around like <laughs> on his gun like as he like is like angling over and like aiming again and it was just like oh that's such a cool like cut and like a really cool way to like have that not only cut but then into the next scene where they do the cut comes out and then it zooms out and then starts tracking him again right. to like all of these like fluid, like it's this like the fluid tracking is just what like makes this movie stand out in terms of the fight choreography. And, and that's, that's in both movies too. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the way, the, the way that it's shot, the way that it's like the fluid tracking, like all that stuff is, is present in both movies. It's just in this one, there's substance to the actual story and right. the rest of everything. Whereas the other one, it's like, Oh, pretty. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just great because it, 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 you know, it does it in a way where it uses the slow-mo, where you can like enjoy like a, something really cool as opposed to being like, did I just see that? Like, I don't know. You know <laughs> now, now it's over. I don't know what I just saw. But then like, you know, when you see like, like the choreographies are so balletic, you know, like see him like flip over someone and like shoot someone from behind. And, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any way to describe the massacre in the church scene other than as balletic violence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> He, he kills so many people. <laughs> but also, like, a bunch of other people are murdering each other at yeah, the same right. time. So it's just this whole crazy scene, but done so perfectly. that mm -hmm. um, The soundtrack yeah. is is used excellently. Uh, yeah. That scene in particular, you know, they they use all of these, you know, kind of like a classic rock throwbacks, you know, to really flesh yeah, it and, out. And it all ties in really well with the score. And the score of this movie is really good, too. It's, like, very reminiscent of, like, an old Bond score. Like there's things like uh, he, but when he kills um Gazelle, she sees the poison on her arm, and then like as she's turning green, it's like but <laughs> like the sting of the horns that like is would be perfectly in place in like a Sean Connery movie. You know? <laughs> I love the ridiculousness of that, where like when she gets cut, you see like her flesh like turn green, you know? Yeah. Like I just I love that kind of crap in these movies, you uh, know. And that is like a, a gadget that was in one of the movies we talked about in yeah, this block. That's from in from Rush with, with Love. Love. There's the knife in the shoe, the poison knife. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they even make fun of? Because he's like he's like in an older bottle. There was a telephone in the heel. Like yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a reference to Goldfinger. Yes, there's okay, a tracker yeah, there's a in tracker the, shoe the shoe in Goldfinger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've got a question. Is it a requirement to be a functioning alcoholic to be a spy? Because I feel like it, like, all, all the time. like not even like in every one of these movies, it's like 
that's generally like I mean like uh, Bond has his you know martinis uh, like uh, solo was I don't right. think he, there was really a shot where he wasn't sitting down that didn't have a drink in front of him I think it's in <laughs> reference to the fact that like the job that they're doing is that they can get killed at any moment and so like they're just trying to deal with that thought all the fucking time <laughs> it's like well i am either gonna kill someone in this spectacular odds against me or i'm probably going to die but so. i think also it's like bond movies were like the big franchise of spy movies and so i think a lot of times spy movies want to put in a drinking or specifically martinis and stuff as a reference to james bond what i love about the martini thing in this one is that he like subverts the bond martini because yeah. bond martini is a vodka martini shaken not stirred and i love eggsy's order is like martini gin obviously stirred for 10 seconds while staring at an unopened bottle of vermouth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love that. I missed that part. I thought he said something like, "I thought he just rattled off like some weird recipe because he didn't know what a uh, martini was." But I just yeah. love how he nailed what an actual martini is <laughs> yes. while shoving it in Bob's face. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even like um, one of the things I really did like that was a small detail was the newspapers that Harry had. For when he's talking about how he has all of these like front line or like you know headline front page front pages of the sun, yeah, yeah, uh, you know that were days that he did you know amazing things, you know like, like oh, after yeah, he saved the like, world, ordered a Margaret yeah. Thatcher assassination, and and it's like the front of it, it's like you know like I don't know like some something about like, yeah, yeah like Kim Kardashian, like, like, so you know, whatever, he keeps whatever. the headlines from all the days that he saved the world to show that like nothing happened. Yeah, uh, my favorite I, one, which I caught in the background was. Brad Pitt ate my sandwich. <laughs> it was one of the headlines on the, on Harry's wall. I wish that that's something that would have tracked over to the second movie. Like, it is. I feel like, it is. Is it? Yeah. In Eggsy's house, he's got those headlines on the wall. Oh, okay. I but totally there's, there's only thing. like four of them. But Eggsy is doing the same thing. Okay. 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 Then I, okay. Then that, that eliminates that like gripe that I had. Cause I was like, Oh, how did they not put that in the second movie? And I just missed it. <laughs> but yeah, that, like, I was, I'm glad that they did that. Cause I feel like that was a really cool way of tracking the time that's passed or, you know, like kind of having those moments of like, Oh, like yeah. Eggsy hasn't done quite as much, but he's on his way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad they did. They did do that in the second one. I like how um, in this one, they show uh, Harry's, house to have a whole bunch of butterflies yeah yeah the lepidoptery thing and yeah. then that goes into the second movie that, right. like, that's still carried through um so many spies with the jb initials yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good yeah because it goes his, he his names dog. his dog jb and then michael kane uh, who plays arthur is like uh, oh is that james bond He's like uh no no jason Bourne. jason Bourne. No. like you know jack bauer yeah <laughs> really that's the one you picked is jack bauer yeah, i mean it's perfect for eggsy i mean yeah actually that yeah. makes sense eggsy would like own every season of 24 on blu-ray yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i uh I, I love that character like that he's a actual like parkour um acrobatist i guess yeah like and that's actually him doing that whole parkour escape from like the thugs outside of his apartment i love how like it like this like the soundtrack is like this whole techno jam and everything and like he gets going and does all these flips and everything and escapes and then it's over in like 10 seconds yeah <laughs> like it alludes to something larger and he's like no down here deuces <laughs> well i'm pretty sure that's like how uh 
like that's where they discovered Tom Holland for Spider-Man. Oh, as really? Well. I'm, yeah, if I remember correctly, he was like parkour guy, like, and that was kind of like his baseline into becoming Spider-Man. Huh. Huh. There you go. Yeah, just like the uh, parkour guy in the in Casino Royale in the beginning was like one of the founders of the sport. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Mr. Parkour. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Uh, learn parkour and become either a super spy or a Spider-Man or a, <laughs> or a yeah, or a bomb maker. Yeah, who bomb gets maker. Shot by James Bond. So um, hopefully it's the uh, former two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, uh, I don't know. There's just so much I love about this movie. I don't really know. I kind of uh, found myself. <laughs> I was like. Do I actually am I actually siding with the bad guy in this movie? <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, well, I, mean, I mean, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but we are kind of fucking over the planet. And we could probably but, use a little population control. <laughs> both these movies have like kind of a, a thing with the villain where they are having like an extreme reaction to like an actual problem. Yeah, you know, like in this one, it's like climate change, so like we're just gonna kill most of the people. <laughs> Uh, start over with like a, it actually you know what this movie is is Moonraker yeah it is like he's gonna like wipe out population on the earth and like and start a repopulate, master ra- repopulate yeah, yeah. with a master race yep. yeah yeah it is Moonraker well, okay but anyway <laughs> um, and the second one is like the drug epidemic like she asked like well legalize my drugs and people can get like also both well, of the pre- not hers it's the uh, president's like well if we let all the drug addicts die then there's no more drug problem yeah the presidents are dicks in both of these movies, except yep. in this movie, which I noticed they it's used Obama. Barack Obama. Yeah. But in the and this one, they were like, uh, "Let's just completely fictionalize the president." Yeah. In this one. We don't want to focus on reality. <laughs> we're not, we're not even going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, another thing too. It's like I was like, "Oh, that's crazy too," because like in this movie, Obama's head gets blown off, and there wasn't like a crazy like you know. I still remember, like, the whole, like, you know, like, Macbeth in the Park thing was, like, a big crazy thing because it was like, oh, my God, it's Trump. And it's like, not really, but, you know, flip out about it. But there was not really, like, no one was, like, outraged about, like. Well, yeah. It's just, like, (laughs) it's just, like, a fucking fuck Jeff Richard Spencer's rally down in Florida. No one reported on the white supremacists shooting at the protesters. Yeah. uh, But, yeah, no, it was just, like, it's just, like, well, yeah, it's, I was just, like, it was, it's fiction god yeah. damn it and it's just like if, if... <laughs> anyway back to anyway. this movie uh... <laughs> i oh. love the the running thing between harry and samuel l jackson about james bond movies yeah like when yes. he meets his like i love those old spy movies and like james bond like it's super spy and then harry's always like to me it was always about the villain the intriguing villain <laughs> and then um when he shoots him, he says, like, this ain't that kind of movie. Right. Yeah. And then um, Eggsy reprises that at the end after kills him. Like, is this the part where you're going to say some clever pun? He's like, this ain't that kind of movie, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, and I uh, also. Uh, 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 <laughs> go ahead, uh, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, yeah, the scene with Harry and Valentine where, yeah, Valentine says, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be like, you know, one of those cool super spies. And Harry's like, well, you know, when I was a kid, I always imagined being one of those like crazy like megalomaniacs. And it's like, oh yeah, too bad we all had to grow up. And they're drinking like 
fine wine and the oh, and eating McDonald's. That. I love <laughs> yeah. I love how they talk about junk food and pairing it with fine wines. Yeah, where he's like, oh, I suggest this with your Big Mac, and yeah, then, it's the and big then Mac. Harry responds by saying, it's like, oh, for dessert, I suggest this wine with a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Fuck yeah, I love that because it's a it's a great like reference to Bond, but also making fun of Bond, and also being a reference to Bond in the product placement. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the product placement. Um, one other uh, thing that uh, we and, and rightfully so complained about from the from our review of the second movie is that this movie ends with a butt sex joke, um, where like he saves a princess and like her whole thing is like now you can do me in the ass. Um, and like, haha, that's hilarious. But I was watching this just a few moments ago, and I found it absolutely hilarious after watching a whole bunch of Bond movies where it's not terribly different. Of it's what not he's that doing. far. And, and, it's and, not that and, far. And this, where it, like, I like it, it works because he's, it, this movie's making fun of that shit where she's just straight up like, fuck me in the ass you know like that's your reward for saving the world <laughs> as opposed to him being like i didn't think christmas came twice a year you know or like yeah. some other fucked up line that bond says you know when he's or, some or something where it's like um what's bond doing i believe he's attempting re-entry sir right like, yes yeah. and then yeah and then there's a robot zooming in and out on like the thing or whatever yeah. you know and, yeah and like, also <laughs> i i get that and i buy that as like this is making fun of it but i'm just like you've I still am like, really? We got to just do a butt sex joke. <laughs> I think they but, also, like, in that same kind of like, comparing it to Bond, like, it was also pretty nice that, like, Merlin had some actual, like, decency and dignity to, like, just like actually Q. just close yeah. it and yeah. be like, okay, like. Well, well, well no, Q, Q, watch. Q does yeah, that. No, Q a lot of times will cut it off. But Q like, would he, watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I, I, I love Mark Strong's character in this. Yeah, I, Merlin's great. I just love Merlin so much. I love how like, um, whenever like Eggsy like loses his tongue at him, he's like, "You don't talk to me that way." Yeah, and it's like if you have a complaint, you come up to my ear and tell it's my ear, or like, or um, you whisper it in my ear and then he pulls his parachute to yeah. like show that like, yeah, you, you, you actually did have a parachute. We were bullshitting you about <laughs> like you, one of you not having a parachute, or, or like um, it, uh, towards the end when um. He's like when they're like really fucked and he's like stuck in the airplane or whatever and he's like no you got to go back out there and like stop him he's like all right well give me the gun then he's like no this is mine this is my yeah. gun <laughs> i'll show you your gun <laughs> so one of the things we didn't say uh part of the training was every applicant was given a puppy that they had to care for and keep the puppy with them at all times and uh of course it's anyone sees it coming from a mile away that the last test is going to be shoot the puppy yeah and like in that's the test that Eggsy fails because he won't shoot the dog and he right. washes out on that and then Harry tells him it's a blank you idiot right like, but he's but got a, <clears throat> he's got a soft spot for animals and I wish yeah. that they like brought that up more because like that's how they get stopped in the car chase yeah because he doesn't want to run over the fox I felt like that was a good I felt like that was a good way to call that back and I don't think it I think it was just enough. No, it, yeah. it was it was good. I just wish that there was like one other instance, like in his training or something, where like he like makes it it's harder for him because he can't like you know like run over something. Well, or... that's why it was the final test. Yeah, like, yeah. That... <laughs> I just I just like animals, guys. <laughs> uh, I do, and I, I really really love Sophia Botella like as Gazelle. Like oh, she yeah. she's amazing, fantastic. I love the scene where. Uh, Valentine is like talking with her and he's like explaining like what bingo is and she's just like do I look like I play bingo like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like sharpening her leg blades 
I also love the end when she's fighting Eggsy. It basically turns into a point where she's just breakdancing. Oh, yeah. And the knives are flying at his face like a at a crazy rate of speed and he's just trying to get out of the way. Oh, no. I rewound that, like, see, like that part where she does... She, like, lands on the table above him, does a backflip into another backflip, into a double backflip, into a front flip. <laughs> and I was just like... I rewound that, like, four times. I was just like, ah, shit! And he's like rolling so around good. on the ground, like dodging it. Yeah, oh, that's dope. I love, I love the like the when he finally tags her with the poison uh, shoe blade, and it's like like it slows it down where they're like flying at each other in midair, and he like has to like click his heels together to get the blade out. Like, yeah. like it's this great slow mo scene too, because yeah. the, and the tracking of the camera, it's all again this the masterfulness uh, of these action scenes. It's uh, it's a it's a great execution on a on something that has just been done to death. And so they make it fresh, and it's just so entertaining. Is one of the reasons why I bought this movie after watching it. Oh yeah, I, I bought this movie before watching it because oh, it was yeah. just like, oh, I'm gonna watch King. I oh, watched yeah. the first um, Kingsman. No, I, th- all I think the I, time. I, I watched. I, I bought this one before I watched the first time. Man from Uncle. I rented and then bought it afterwards. Yeah. Oh no, I've had this movie like since it came out on DVD because oh, really? I saw it in theaters and yeah. then I bought it as soon as it came out on Blu-ray. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love this movie. Like it's amazing. I just, I just <laughs> love the style. Um, what's the main character's name? To, uh, tag tag something i forget but um he uh he just he cuts a very good figure in that suit man like he just i don't know oh yeah he's like and it's after he's finally out of those kind of bro london bro yeah yeah the part of the thing that i find annoying about eggsy in like the first part of the movie right <laughs> But yeah, he looks so good in that suit. <laughs> the pinstripes. Yeah. So when they were doing the like gadget rundown, uh, and <laughs> this is such a tiny nitpicky thing, but <laughs> here we are once again with me. Um, uh, Harry says, you wear the signet on your left hand or your dominant hand. No, he no. says a gentleman traditionally wears a signet ring on his left hand but a kingsman wears it on whichever hand is dominant oh okay i thought it was i thought he said your left hand or your dominant hand it was like i was like you if it's on your left hand or your dominant hand then it would just be your left hand (laughs) okay that's another little thing that i like missed apparently because i was like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) but it it taught me what a signet ring is and where to wear it yeah (laughs) and that i probably never will do you notice that I think it's Samuel Jackson when he's buying a suit from them that somebody is buying a suit and says, "I guarantee it." Oh, oh really? God. <laughs> oh God! I think it's Samuel Jackson when he's buying a suit. He's in a the, like tailor shop and says, "I guarantee it," and it was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, that that, that kind of does me for uh, this movie. Um, do you guys have any more any more notes before we unleash Colin on the stats? <laughs> I love that the the no recognizable name for Chinese Secret Service. Oh yeah, line, that one that was, was really good. good too. That was great. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the KGB, the CIA, Chinese Secret Service. Like, it's it's still be- real. <laughs> it's like Beijing. Yeah, like, that's the only thing that we can call it is Beijing. It's like now that's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> this movie has one of those tropes that drives me nuts in movies and television where someone just yanks off a necklace as if it's nothing. Like, <laughs> like, that, that's not how necklaces are clasped. <laughs> just, and then, then the next scene, it's just on them yeah, again. Yeah, the next too. scene, he's just got. Uh, <laughs> You just ruined that necklace. Um, the prime minister, like, is is are they from? I, I know they're Scandinavian. Are they Finland or like what country is the princess from? Norway. 
I don't, I don't think they even but, like but the, yeah the, the Scandinavian prime minister like after he's like in on Valentine's plan says I'm a Republican anyway right I was like is that are those the political parties in- I, I'm yeah. sure there's a I mean there's there's Republican parties in other countries they're yeah. they're they're meant something completely differently than they are here much like libertarian parties are in other countries yeah. not the same thing here <laughs> <laughs> um can you mention like well like a bunch of this stuff is like constructed and shot like comes together like the parachute deploys from roxy like coming down from her halo jump at the exact same moment as the satellite is destroyed at the exact same moment as exy is taking out the like the last bad guy in her room and it's all happening at the same time as the countdown is ending and it's just all so comes together perfectly (laughs) Um, my last note is that arthur is so dim because harry right away catches Exy's like lazy misdirection of like oh look over there and tries to steal one of the grenades <laughs> like Exy goes are those Kingsmen too and he looks over there and he like switches the glasses right. I'm like Arthur you're such an idiot I mean <laughs> he's old he hasn't been in the fields in a while you know his his senses aren't quite as sharp he's willing to kill like he's a five dick so he people. has to die anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah fuck that guy who plays Arthur in the second one there is no Arthur yeah, there's in the no second Arthur, yeah. one. There's the Kingsmen one? have been... Well, yeah, but before they get blown up, isn't there... Or is it just Merlin? That yeah, it's just yeah. Merlin and... Huh. Like, there's, like, new Kingsmen and stuff now, because there is the scene where they're sitting around the conference table with their glasses and they see right. a bunch of people, but... Yeah, they don't have a new Arthur. Huh. So, I'm yeah, no Arthur, that. no mom. They just kind of were like, no. Nah. Oh. <laughs> no mom or baby sister. <laughs> yeah. That baby is fucked for life, though. Oh, like dude. that baby is, dude. Like <laughs> mom tried to this is like hacking through, through a door, door with a fucking with a hatchet. Yeah, it's butcher cleaver. <laughs> Do we have numbers on this one? Oh, yeah. Or did you already accidentally read them? With I accidentally. <laughs> if you go back and listen to our episode on uh, Man from Uncle, you'll hear the stats for this movie. <laughs> um, this movie has a seven point seven on IMDb, a seventy four percent Rotten Tomatoes, and eighty four percent Audience Tomatoes. Had a budget of eighty one million dollars and a worldwide gross of four hundred million dollars. I'd say I'm looking forward to a sequel, but <laughs> well, I'm kind of optimistic about the next one because at least we'll have Agent Tequila and we'll have Ginger Ale as maybe characters in the new one. Maybe yeah. we'll get like you know some women talking to each other. In this That'd be one, cool. In the next I'd like one. Some, like, <laughs> Lady agents. It was, it was a big disappointment after having Lancelot in the second one. I would love it if Lancelot turned I out to still be alive. I think it's possible that Lancelot I agree. still yeah. be alive. I like your theory, Colin. Um, so yeah, um, Kingsman: The Secret Service, fucking awesome. Yeah, great, yep. great movie. Yeah, it's a it's a great Roger Moore to our uh, um, jo- uh, to our Sean Connery, Sean Connery from uh, last week. Yeah, yeah. From last week. Um. So yeah. Any any corrections in your missions from from like an hour ago? From like an hour ago. <laughs> Man from Uncle. No? Wasn't there something that you wanted to say? Something else you wanted to say? Maybe mm, not. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, that's just a cool movie. It is pretty. It cool. is a <laughs> super fun, cool movie. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I guess that. Uh. On to any kind of um, uh, recommendations that anyone has. That they'd like to um, I guess I don't really have anything prepared, so I'll just double up on what I, we introed on and suggest watching Mindhunter. It's fantastic. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, give a James Bond recommendation. I'll say uh, if you haven't seen Goldeneye in a while, 
revisit Goldeneye. That movie is really good. It's, yeah. it's like the strongest of the Brosnans by far, I think. And it's just so well made all around. Like Martin Campbell is a good director. And uh, part of it is like this is what in James Bonding is called a young man's Bond mitzvah. That- it's like the movie that you were able to see. Like you were able to like go to the movie theater by yourself and see like a bunch that summer. And that movie is my movie. So... Uh, definitely check out Goldeneye if you haven't seen it in a while. Yep, that's um, my Bond Mitzvah as well. <laughs> and then I'm going to actually give a second recommendation um, real quick, which is a uh, stand-up special. Uh, Patton Oswalt's Annihilation oh, on Netflix so oh, yeah. is outstanding. I've heard that. It's it's one of the best comedy specials I've ever seen. I think. Damn. Uh, I will have to check that out. Um, I don't have much outside of I'm sure I recommended it before, but Mad Men. I'm finally wrapping it up. I've been binging the fuck out of that show. Um, so between Mad Men and Man from Uncle, I'm all about the '60s, baby. Um, <laughs> such cool style back then, man. They had the yeah, cool really nice aesthetic. Yeah, just really, really nice aesthetic, especially the jewelry. I just thought the jewelry was really cool. Um, other than that, I don't have much um, except a, a, a kind of an anti-recommendation. Um, uh don't don't go to vegas sober that was a weird five hours of my life <laughs> um yeah that's all i got <laughs> vegas is weird in general and it's even more strange when you got to deal with it with a sober mind um so yeah that uh that will wrap up our uh our uh the this episode um yeah. i guess on to uh where you can find us and how to talk to us uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on. Um, you can find us on you iTunes. Can find us on you iTunes can also for find sure. us on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter at IWYTWT, as well as each of every, and every one of us individually on Twitter. I am at The Debucks. I am at Catharticus. I am at Cullen Munch. And you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as most and all podcast listening apps like Sasu. Sasu? And <laughs> oh, no, not on CISO. CISO's not no, on no, Well, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. Overcast, um, Podbean, Podbean, Podomatic. Our posts on Twitter, my reposts on Facebook, which just directs you to SoundCloud. Yeah. But wherever <laughs> it is that you're listening to us, uh, pop on over and give us a review and rate the show. Yeah. It helps you, people find us. If you do that, we will read your name on air. Yeah. And um, thank you personally. Um, also, uh, hey there, Mighty Fan. Um, after this episode, we will be doing our movie pitch episode. I know it's been a block or... Yeah, we didn't do a foreign films block because that would have been weird. And so we are going to be pitching a... Um, our very own spy movie and we need rec- we need suggestions from you um give us any kind of like crazy spy gadget that you'd like to s- uh, see in our movie or you know that we will talk about and we will we will do a shout out uh with your recommendation um you know gadgets like knife shoe and telephone heel and what else lighter grenade pen laser pen laser yeah we're gonna take a stop into the movie pod squad major boothroid corner (laughs) (laughs) yes uh it'll be part of our our little uh be a segment in our movie pitch episode um so yeah uh if you have any recommendations for that and hey uh if you uh are actually a little gung-ho and you know want to see any kind of like scenery and stuff in our little movie pitch and you you can you can you can write that in our on our twitter feed just at us isn't that what people do? At me, bro. Yeah. 
Come at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all smooth like with the settings yeah. suggested or something. Give me a villain recommendation. Anyways, uh, that concludes this episode. And join us next week for uh, Movie Pitch. Thanks and.